0: Uh, hey, thanks for stopping in. to We Called It. Coming off maybe the best football weekend there's been. I don't think any weekend has had as many good games in such a high-leverage situation. So excited to be here and talk about it all. Uh, I'm joined, as always, with Connor Lucas. How you doing, Connor?
1: Fantastic, Phil. So, I am so excited.
2: So I,
0: can, excited. I can just yeah. hear it in your voice. doesn't sound <laughs> half asleep at all and dr kenneth call how you doing Kent?
3: hey guys thanks for once again
0: inviting me back Kent, you're you, you are now promoted to semi-permanent yeah. resident yeah here.
2: Well, listen, we're not inviting you back okay we're done with that you're, no, you're
3: no, no. I, i've been getting invitations from phil we <laughs> <Everybody>, <laughs> i'm
2: gonna let you know you're back okay all right listen if you're listening at all not invite he's back on the show Unless you hate him. That's fine, but he's
0: okay. well. Evan was demoted to invite-only status okay. now because of you.
3: <laughs> Evan was in the group chat so much that I actually saved his name under Phil's friend Evan in my phone. <laughs> I I thought okay, all right,
0: all right. I just want to say to all listeners and Ken, when you get a PhD in astrophysics, you know. Then, then you can start making fun of Evan for not showing up. But he's in he's in his last semester, so he's like actually writing his dissertation, kind of busy.
1: <sighs> Whatever.
0: All right. Whatever. So it looks like this week we're all going to be putting on, except for Ken, maybe our uh, Joe Bu- Joe Burrow buttons. I honestly think we should start making those, and that should be our our company's thing. We sell buttons endorsing people.
3: What type of button were you talking about? we are talking about like a. A sound a button that says, I believe in Joe Burrow? Oh, like, literally, like a, well, we could do that, but literally, like a button
2: that was like in Batman, The Dark Knight, that says, I believe in Harvey Dent. It'd be, I okay, you're
3: talking about a physical button. I, <laughs> I can
2: make you I've not
3: seen one since fourth grade, so <laughs> I was really confused. Yeah,
2: well, you're clearly going to have to do it. I'm going to send them to your house next week, and you're going to be right here. I believe in Joe Burrow, because guess what? Duro is going to cover this
1: one. He's <laughs> not win,
2: but he's going to cover.
0: Uh, all right, so there's Connor already endorsing his pick. Uh, I will also be endorsing my underdog Super Bowl pick once again. Uh, before we get into that, though, please like and subscribe, follow, ask us questions just like this listener did. Nate Schmidt, once again, coming in. He's a, our number one viewer. If you, He'll be easy to beat. He has three daughters, so he doesn't have a lot of time to listen. So if you can come out and reach out to us, you can get promoted to top listener, I guess. Anyways, his question actually is pretty much for Ken. So he said, I didn't watch the Titans much this year, but seemed like Henry wasn't healthy against the Bengals. What percentage of Derrick Henry was out there this week? And if he was healthy, does that change the outcome of the game? So Ken... You go with the percentage of health, and then we can all share our thoughts on if Cincinnati should have lost.
3: So just anybody coming back from an injury where they're out for, I mean, an extended period of time, even four, six weeks, you know, he was out eight weeks. And um, with that, I mean, anyone just coming back their first week, they're going to have rust. Nobody's at 100% when they come back uh, from any of these extended but especially the first game back, they gave him twenty carries, and if you saw, it was nowhere, hundred percent. And in terms, and the big thing with Derrick Henry, uh, I was listening, like third and fourth down uh, and one to go. He is I, on his career a seventy-eight uh, percent conversion. Yeah, conversion yeah. rate there. And I mean that's not that fantastic period he's not somebody who is explosive right off the bat like he's a pick up speed he's that that second that third line like accelerator and that that's really where you money with with him he did not have that he had a few runs of like seven eight yards that that looked pretty good but that was that that first line that first explosion he never got to that second that really you know puts him in a league of his own in terms of running backs I had to put a percentage at it. That, that one was never going to get there. I wouldn't expect that from anybody coming that quickly. But the fact that they gave him 20 carries is crazy, um, especially with how he was looking. They giving it to him on their last drive. I would probably put him at 40%. Ooh, I think 40% of Derrick Henry.
0: All right. All right so, so now,
3: Connor.
2: You're not a doctor anymore. If I see you, Derrick Henry, and I raise you Cam Akers,
3: now okay i'd love to talk about cam Akers. this guy is phenomenal what he's doing and his first week back yes an extended one in terms of like just coming back eight weeks is closer to six months than it is a two one to two week injury uh in terms of recovery and your expectation his first week back he got it was three or five carries and that's exactly how it should have been and they've they've still, they're doing way too much with him now. But at the same time, you know, he's nowhere near his 100%. And what
2: of being back, week three or four? Whatever the playoffs is. Yeah, it's three,
1: four, uh Technically four because he got those five periods. And... Yeah. Uh, so. But...
0: I was going to say. Now, Connor, from your perspective, as an athlete, I know you played college football. Ken, you played high school football. I don't know. I guess you had your hernia senior year, so I really? don't know if this would apply to you. <laughs> Thank
3: um, you for that up. No problem. No, no.
0: So, so I know you tried to play at some point, right? Yeah. So would you be allowed to play? Obviously, it's d- different for both of you. Would you be allowed to play if you weren't like, in a good status. Like, why was Derrick Henry out there getting 20 carries if they weren't confident in him?
1: Who are you speaking to?
0: Both of you. I guess this could be more specific knowledge for you in terms of, like, actually being on the field and playing your stars or your best players in the most... All right,
2: well, I'm going to address the question that you asked Ken, which is Nate's question, because I'm smarter than Ken. (laughs) But I think he was at like 60, maybe 70%. That's what I would book him at. I say that because the injury that he had, which I don't know much about, Ken, I will refer to you, sir, the injury or
0: whatever. But sir Dr. Ken.
2: <laughs> he had a plate in his in the bottom of his shoe, and it was... Hating his movement, so right there you're going to lose a lot. Basically, it's like the the flexion, pushing off of the toe. So he's going to be running heel a lot. But the thing about, like, Penn's point, he's a downhill runner. And he's not going to hit that second speed, third speed, whatever. So for him, I don't think they ever had any plans of him doing anything other than what he did. I don't think he deserved 20 carries uh but at the same time i think his role would be okay this is the playoffs this isn't the jaguars that we played twice a year or whatever it is and i i think that they almost calculated it that i mean, get up to that second level because they're going to be loading the box and i think that they actually knew that the Bengals were gonna load the box, so they were like hey let's just ground and pound and is that the smartest game plan? No. I think they probably should have went with Foreman. And they should have. Foreman ran pretty well. He
0: had four, four carries them. for 66 yards. That was going to be my next point. If and with a Derrick I'd well. uh, say with a healthy Derrick Henry, his 45-yard play is a touchdown. Complete game changer.
2: Yeah, so that's my point. My point is, like, I think they should have supplemented them more. I think the ground and pound plays. But money talks in the NFL. Stardom talks in the NFL because if they didn't play him and they, he was somewhat healthy, they're going to hear it from their fan base. They're going to hear it from the coaching staff's going to have to answer questions. And so to your next point, which is you know, have you ever been through injuries like that? What was it like? Did you play it less than a hundred percent? Yeah. I mean, I played uh, multiple games in college. My, uh, if you remember Phil, I had both my ankles redone in college. One was, my junior year where i blew it out completely so Ken, dr ken you can tell us the four ligaments that you have apparently or probably more are holding your ankle together well i tore three out of four completely because you remember jt barrett getting rolled up like five years ago against michigan that happened to me or i didn't break i didn't break anything i just tore all the ligaments out. so that one was complete ruptures of said three or was a parsley torn i don't know anyways i was done but i i did play a full season almost a full season with like a low ankle sprain which we just taped the crap out of and uh for me it was a little bit harder to for the first couple weeks until kind of it was just plateaued and it just wasn't going to get better because i kept re-spraining it We just kept re-taping it uh it's a little bit different for me because i'm a lateral athlete so for me cutting back and forth mm, okay that's not great eric henry you guys know that dude ain't making anybody miss so he's just gonna try and truck you and which to that is why if this was aaron sproles if this was Cam Akers, if this was uh cmc yeah literally people that sit and their game is based off of agility I think you almost did. Uh, answer your question about it, changing the outcome of the game. Oh. Brian <laughs> Tannehill threw three interceptions. I think, I think that says it right there.
3: So, so, so real quick, just to like, kind of go back to it. When I, when I say 40%, I'm talking about how much production that, like, gets. Uh, you, nobody is ever going to let anyone play at less than 70%.
1: Okay. But the
3: bare minimum to actually play is 70%. Okay. So, yes, th- that number I agree with, but my whole thing is Eric Henry clearly not going to have what made him special. And, I mean, I just think Johnson Foreman did a great job replacing him during the year. I really think that in the third, end of the third, definitely the fourth quarter, it, uh, he's in and Derrick Henry isn't, I definitely think the outcome could have been different. There's so many variables at that point, but uh, you know now you're talking about getting fourth down conversions and how do teams play off of that? Hard to say. I don't want to take anything away from Burrow, uh, but <laughs> that really, <laughs> um,
1: I really disliked Derrick Henry. I love Derrick.
0: I think my main takeaway from that game is the spread was what? About three and a half. And realistically, a spread like that says the teams are even. It's home field advantage that determines the difference. And I think realistically, um, I don't think I changed that at all based on like, the game I saw on sun- on Sunday or Saturday. Uh, but if Derrick Henry was 100% healthy, I think it would be an extra point or two in terms of favoring the titans so they'd probably be about a five-point favorite in my mind with a healthy derrick henry
2: you can you debunk something for me real quick go ahead what is the historical home field advantage three Please
1: points where give me a stat what's the stat is
2: it
0: oh, really teams three win like 56 or 57 percent of the time really yep
1: how do i win i'm right
0: yes
2: i don't see it right
0: now no uh there's like it's been trending downwards in recent years uh but it 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 obviously differs by team like the rams have much less a home field advantage over the chargers uh but on average it's literally about three points so if you ever see a spread of three then it's like okay these teams are even whoever's at home is getting the benefit of the doubt pretty much uh you could it might be about two two and a half now but Same idea. All right, that's enough of that. Let's get into the games. Starting off first with the Sunday afternoon game, Cincinnati versus Kansas City. Connor, do you want to endorse Mr. Joe Burrow for AFC champion?
2: There's nothing to even say, except for that he's not going to win the game. He's just going to cover. That's the only thing to say, because Joe Burrow has no offensive line. There is zero chance. There is like negative chance that he wins if you give up something like five sacks. Why do I... I, I feel like five sacks is the number. Because I think it's like one per quarter you could maybe get over. Why? Because it may be one drive killer. You can't kill two drives with sacks. Yeah. You can't kill two drives and go backwards. I think you know you get what? On average, like Eight drives a game, you might have a sack late in downs that may kill one of those drives, like a third down, third and seven, third and six, third and four, whatever that
1: just guts a drive. You can do that maybe one, maybe twice, nine times, you should lose the ball game.
0: <laughs> oh. You sound like Edward Rooney nine times. <laughs> I just.
2: I mean, it was shocking. They set a, one of the worst records ever. They're proud. Now, watch. The universe is going to say, hey, we got in our offensive lineman's tails this weekend. They're going to be great, and they're going to give up no sacks.
3: So, Connor, in your opinion, what is more detrimental to it? Nine sacks or three interceptions? <laughs> one being on your last drive in a tie game. No, no, but really...
1: Three interceptions or nine sacks. Three interceptions. I because agree. You yep. are. That's the, that is the only, one of the only pickers. That's the only
2: kryptonite to that theory, basically. Turning the ball over. About it. That, that is truly it. Penalties don't even do that for you because you at least keep the down most of the time you keep the down you might go second 10 to second 20 but still second down sacks go second to third you know and like immediately so you lost the play so that is about the only way that happens and nine sacks probably if you pulled up the stats probably half of those resulted in punts but it's just Insane to me that they just kept turning the ball back over. So you had manufactured drives for the <clears throat> for the Bengals because Tannehill couldn't do it because he turned the first one over, three points within the first whatever ninety seconds of the game. And you came out with the ball, so now you don't get the second half benefit. Or but, uh, Cincinnati gets the second half benefit. You gave them three points right off the bat that they shouldn't have had. Oh, uh, the chances of that happening are zero, and so that's why Mahomes, Mahomes may have one of those. get one of those. But he also can score in 13 seconds. Sorry. He can manufacture his own extra drives. Hannah Hill can't do
0: that. Alright.
2: Point blank period.
0: Alright, so just to build on what you were saying real quick, um, the difference, the reason this game is like seven points to me is because Joe Burrow Statuesque in the pocket. That's like the only flaw I can have in his game. When you last week,
2: a little bit, he can, can maneuver the
0: pocket. He can maneuver the pocket, but when you have players like Patrick Mahomes on the other side, who regularly was turning a sack into a five plus yard carry against the Bills, like the first drive, it was all Mahomes' runs because he got pressured and then just ran away and shook it. And yeah, it that growing. is my only fear for Joe Burrow in the coming years when he's playing against Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, just because those guys are just, they're just more athletic. So, so, uh,
3: Connor, going back to your injury with this ankle where you tore three ligaments, uh, last year, Joe, uh, Joe Burrow had one of the worst, uh, to his knee. He tore two ligaments and a meniscus and his recovery has been great, but he, he used to scramble that too, probably, you know, could have helped him. Definitely part of his game that he has to sharpen up. Not that he has a ton of, but um, one big thing, like you talk about like deficits in his game, he's not getting the ball in the end zone. They're making their kicker turn into, yeah, I mean. uh, Justin Tucker. Yeah, they're essentially turning into Justin Tucker and he's great. But guess what? When you're talking about that against the Chiefs, no, you need touchdowns. And he's not, he's not getting the ball in the end zone. Um, they're, they're move, he's moving it a ton, but you just can't do that against
0: the- So, Ken, are you taking the Chiefs? You, you haven't given us no. your side yet.
3: So I will be taking the Chiefs mainly because you guys picked the Bengals and I wanted to choose something different. <laughs> but,
0: I respect it.
3: Uh, well. A few things. One, I put a lot of futures on the Chiefs. I really like the Chiefs to get to the Super Bowl. And I cannot root for one team to cover and the other team to win. Just difficult. And statistically, that doesn't happen very often in the NFL, correct?
0: Correct. Yeah. Do you know why? Because most lines aren't a touchdown. Most lines are like four or less. (laughs) (laughs) So it's really hard.
3: Well, I really don't want to be rooting for Joe Burrow, but really like want him to like
0: Lose, but like not by that much. So, but um, so when the Bengals pull the cover, Ken's gonna have a big old button on his chest saying, I believe in Joe
3: Burrow. (laughs) (laughs) if, If I didn't have to make a pick, I wouldn't. This is that game for me. But um, the Bengals kill man coverage, the Chiefs play man coverage more than anybody. Uh, it really comes down to can the Chiefs get after him, get enough sacks, and hold him to field goals because you're counting by three against Mahomes. Get three in 13 seconds. Uh, you know, just not enough. It won't so, be enough.
1: It's, it's really going really to be a double digit win here. If doesn't. Seriously, and blitz him and play zone. He plays man. He's going to turn him back into score. Seriously, go watch those games. Tennessee, Raiders,
2: they blitzed him, but they also played zone. They let him make the plays underneath. They let him move the ball up the field, and they bent, but they didn't break. Yep. Jamar Chase had 266 yards because they played not only man, oh mixed in press man. <laughs> and then they then they would open up, and they'd say, all right, fine. He beat us on press man. Then they give him 10 yards. And then the first drive of the game, at second drive of the game, when Joe Burrow sent it to Chase, and Chase, the dude was playing 10 yards
1: off, took a slant, went yards. Like, just play zone. Play zone. Don't, don't even try it. Just, just play zone.
2: You can blitz all you want, because Spags love to blitz. Play zone behind it.
0: All right. Uh, the only thing I have to add in this game, I have Cincinnati plus seven. But the only caveat for me is Chris Jones for the Chiefs front. I know you just said blitz and play zone. But if you can play cover two or two man. So you got your two deep safeties, man underneath, and you're rushing four. And you can have Chris Jones completely wreck the game from inside the pocket like an Aaron, like an Aaron Donald style. I think that's game. I, I don't think the Bengals have any answer to it because of their O-line. Like, as you said earlier.
3: Don't forget about Melvin I mean,
0: Ingram and killing it. Melvin Ingram and Frank Clark are good, but I think Chris Jones is the difference maker, is my point.
2: Disagree with either of you. My point is Magnulo loves to blitz. Remember how we said people just like to do things that they said, hey, this is what we do? Todd Bowles. Arrogant <laughs> coaches in the NFL, just are gonna, they're going to they're gonna be arrogant. Coaches are going to coach. So they're going to blitz because that's what we do, and then – then you know Dak prescott's gonna take 14 seconds the same amount of time that mahomes took to you know go 60 yards and get a and get a field goal back's gonna dolly around back there and then fall on the ground and then blame the refs and everybody else so. all
3: right just real quick i really hate that comparison it, you play a lot different when you have timeouts <laughs> i'm just saying it, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't make them any more right
0: I, yes all right real quick i just want to ask this uh from a defensive standpoint in that chiefs Bills game we're probably going to talk about it in like 15 20 minutes when we get done with the next one but anyways that last 13 seconds how would you guys play defense because if you look at the bills they sat 15 to 20 yards off the line of scrimmage with their linebackers and then their db their safeties were like 30 40 preventing a big play but i'm like why would you do that when you have Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, you're just leaving holes open for them to just run into.
3: Real quick, I, I was, I've been thinking about this one a lot. Looked up rules and to see if it's okay. You play four deep, you take one cornerback, and you straight tackle Tyreek Hill at the line of scrimmage. You hold him down, don't let him move, and then let the rest of the game play out.
0: Ravens did that. They did the, I mean, they did it on a punt once too, but they also did the, RDBs DBs are going to tackle your wide receivers three times in a row and then force you to throw a Hail Mary.
3: You can only tackle one person if there are two intentional penalties on the same team. That time does not come off the clock. Really? And, okay,
0: I didn't know that. No,
3: I, I had to look it up. But you can do it one to one person. You definitely do it to Tyree Kill, play four deep, and then. Keep uh, – you don't drop, tw- don't drop 20 yards back.
0: <laughs> don't let, don't oh. let Travis Kelsey run on the seam where he lives. Anyways, Connor, your thoughts on the defense they played? Because I thought it was a mistake.
2: Well, if you're not Mike Rabel or Bill Belichick and apparently Ken Call looking up uh, <laughs> rule 175 a Four, then you just don't play 20 yards off played pre They played Hail Mary defense with 13 seconds left. And three timeouts, the
1: important part. so it, You can play deeper, but at a minimum, you have to at
2: least have your corners up or linebackers up around six or seven yards. They got 20 yards on the first play in three or four seconds just because they refused to be up make him make a move literally just took the ball and ran great. Turned around and ran great.
0: I don't think and, that was the play call either. I think that was they lined up and Mahomes, Kelsey, Hill, they looked like get run a screen real quick. Like why wouldn't we?
2: I think I think yes and I think no, but I think that's all I just think that's the coaching of Andy Reed that says, Hey, listen, like this is what this is the framework that I want you to think in. And he has conditioned Mahomes to see things like that. And then just – he probably literally looked over and said, Tyreek, you're uncovered. Look when I snap the ball. Do that? I've seen them do that in, in, any, in multiple situations. Brady does it too. Uh, you know, all the best ones do
3: it. Mahomes was conditioned to think that way. Okay. There you go. Done. So a few things there. Uh, right before the play to Kelsey – Mahomes in the middle of his call cadence goes, um, Kelsey, do it, do it, go. I'm not kidding. Um, but uh, no one's giving uh, Andy Reid any credit here. He's been notorious for destroying the clock. I know it was a lot on Mahomes, a lot easier when you have timeouts, but the fact that Andy Reid still had those timeouts, and didn't screw up the clock is really good for him. We're going to go back to the Bengals-Chiefs game where they wasted six minutes and uh, a two-minute uh, drill on the one-yard line. Um, but, you know, I was impressed there with, with Andy Reid. Also, at 8.15, you compared me to uh, Mike Vrabel and Bill Belichick, uh, Connor, and I'm going to write that down. Um, oh, do do, oh do you, you see
0: that picture on the oh, wall? That's
3: what I heard. What I heard. That... Keep the context. Keep
2: the context. No, no, no.
0: I, I got it here. You said Vrabel and
1: Belichick. Rule bender.
0: All right, so that picture is going to be gone. It's going to be a picture of you with like eight fifteen and your quote right at the bottom, Connor. That's going to be behind Ken okay. from now on. A button of me, Bill <laughs> Belichick, and Vrabel. <laughs> Guys, I'm telling you, we're missing out the button game. Why are we recording podcasts when we could be selling buttons? <laughs> All right. Let's go on to the next game. San Fran versus the Rams. This is the third week of the playoffs in a row where we are all on San Fran. We all knew it coming into the year, or coming into the playoffs. I was the one that said they're going to win the Super Bowl. That pick is looking way better than I thought it would. I thought they'd be dead against Green Bay. But they're three and a half point underdogs against the Rams. And Kyle Shanahan, in the last three years, is 6-0, and oh, I think, against Sean McVay. I love... San Fran, so much in this because they just match up so well. Uh, Ken, you can go first and tell us why you have San Fran.
3: So, just real uh, quick on the Green Bay game no teams with a bottom 10 special teams throughout the year ever made it to the Super Bowl. I All know. right.
0: All right, Bucky Brooks. <laughs> did, did you? But, so, Bucky Brooks put out this Twitter thread of what we learned from like the current four teams in the uh, championship round. And it's like saying, oh, you can only do this. You have to have this. And then someone responded with a picture of Blake Bortles, Nick Foles, Case Keenum, and Tom Brady and said, yeah, this, and if this uh, championship round said you didn't need a quarterback to make it this far.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so the only thing I got to say about the 49ers is uh, I would have had the Cowboys and the Buccaneers. Well, I did Buccaneers. Or, uh, I'm sorry, the Packers. The Cowboys and the Packers would have beat the Rams. Uh, 49ers beat them both. Uh, (laughs) Shanahan versus McShay. I'm sorry. It's uh, just uh, dad versus son on this one. Uh, He's just owned him. I don't think that changed.
1: Connor? You guys just have me so worried. Like, I just... uh... Is it because we agree with you? Just because, listen, I'm very superstitious.
0: You guys are all into
1: analytics and 6-0 and
0: that, that, Okay, that. all right. I'll get to oh, why oh. I said 6-0. You go, though.
2: Here we go. And then all of a sudden the universe is going to say, ah, 6-0 that, Phil. Then he's going to get blown out. And now we're going to sit here and be like, Well, it's because we all agree. You've seen them on the Monday Night Football like jokes where all the Monday Night Football guys who pick it up on the screen and then all of them pick it and then it flips and then they're like, oh wow, it's probably because we all picked Green Bay and every single one of us was wrong because across the screen it says G, 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 and nobody picks San Francisco and then San Francisco wins.
3: That's what's going to happen. We've been doing it all playoffs, man.
2: (laughs) Is gonna stop, Ken. <laughs> and we're gonna be holding the bag. All right. So, I, so I, listen, I don't see how this happens. Now, uh, okay,
1: I do see how this happens because they do match up extremely well. I just think that I, I'm I'm worried because Aaron Donald and Von Miller was the highest
2: graded pass rusher last. Von Miller is back. He's been back for this whole playoffs, so that worries me. He but him. I will say, I, I, you got Nick Bose on the other side.
1: That helps. Uh, Stafford hasn't been Stafford, been good, and so I,
2: I, I'm like almost talking my way into picking LA here, but three and a half is too much. I would pick Sanford. Because of the spread, not. I mean, I don't. Th- I don't think they win out. I they're less likely to win outright, but I think they also make.
0: It's crazy that if a team's getting points, you think they're less likely to win outright than they are to cover the spread. It's just you know, when you give them free points, you think that would help them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but more importantly, <laughs> so a couple things. One, Stafford's been good. I'm not gonna say it. So I'm just gonna say Stafford's been good. Two, Jimmy G's been bad he started off last game good but his receiver said we don't know who this guy is and they just smacked all the balls on the ground like george kittle had like a 40 yard catch that he uh that he dropped Juwan jennings had a drive killer and then jimmy g went back to being jimmy g after that and throw in terrible passes so as long as he can rebound but most importantly here Uh, I love the graphic when they show Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, and Matt LaFleur all on the Redskins because Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator, and he is smarter and better than the other two. They're like baby brothers. I brought this up. I don't know what game I picked this for last week, but baby brother syndrome happening again. Kyle Shanahan, one, is is willing to adopt his scheme to match his opponent better than anyone. Sean McVay isn't willing to do that. And Kyle Shanahan knows Sean McVay's scheme. I think that's why the 6-0 I mentioned is is actually important. Because Shanahan can be like, hey, defensive front, this is how they're going to block you. I know, because that's what we do. We're going to switch it up. They won't, because McVay can't make adjustments. That's why he lost the Super Bowl. And then, as for the Rams' pass rush, which is most of their defense. Jalen Ramsey's useless in this game because he can't take away one receiver and it mean a lot to San Fran. Like, he can take away Kittle or Ayuk, but Debo's their guy running the... He can't take Debo. away Debo. Debo's got that Cooper Cup syndrome where they move him around too much. You can't have Ramsey follow him, or at least they won't. So I think the Rams' pass rush is neutralized. I think Ramsey's neutralized. Their defense so is going to be weaker then. All we need is 49ers' defense to continue playing well against... The Rams. That's risky. How's huh?
2: How's it neutralized? Tell me how their defensive line is neutral. They're
0: Williams- going to run the ball against them. That's how they've killed it. We can, like, every, t- the, every time. They've run Williams right. They play. Huh?
2: Williams is hurt. He may not play.
0: Don't say that. No.
2: Shanahan <laughs> <He, at least, laughs> said, quote, Trent Williams told me he's going to play, so I'm just going to go with what he said.
0: I love, gonna Sh- play. I love Shanahan. <laughs> is Jimmy Garoppolo your quarterback? I suppose. Is yes, Trent yes, Williams going to yes. play? Maybe. He said so. <laughs> oh. Oh. All right. If Trent oh. Williams is out, that, that, that is a big difference maker in the run game. But I also, <laughs> I also believe in them enough that they will run the ball, be creative, and as long as Aaron Donald doesn't completely wreck Jimmy G, as I said Chris Jones might in uh, the Chiefs game, I, I am huge on San Fran. Most importantly, like I said, because Kyle Shanahan knows what his little brother's going to do over and over again, and he's going to make him look stupid
3: once more. So so real quick, in terms of setting a line, I know you already talked about um, home uh, versus away in that adjustment.
0: Yeah.
3: Do they put into the fact that this is going to be a neutral site, essentially?
0: So like I said, it's about three points, but adjust based on team. So in this case, rather than being three, it might be like a point and a half for L.A. I don't know the actual number that Vegas uses, though. But Ken, the floor is all yours to share your thoughts on San Fran. I don't know if you've done that yet.
3: I mentioned a little, but the main thing is it's the San Francisco run game. Also, the 49ers' defense has been amazing uh, recently. Uh, I mean, their pass rush... It's been just a step behind the Rams, and the Rams—I mean, like you're saying, Von Miller, um, uh, Aaron Donald—they're just completely (laughs) killing it. But (laughs) uh, the defense has been doing way better. I mean, it really is—it's stop Cooper or don't stop them. You just slow them down a bit. Um, But they—they've been winning, and they haven't needed to have Jimmy G do anything like. There's a chance that they win, and Jimmy G throws 170 yards.
1: You guys, can not believe you
2: guys even? You guys aren't Browns. We've been talking about the most important player
1: in the NFL, and no, we haven't said the most important player in the NFL. His name is three letters: O, J. And You guys haven't said one thing about him. Number one, the Browns' savior. And you have a word.
0: I picked the 49ers, that's why.
3: <laughs> Connor, shut up.
0: <laughs> but, so, 49ers, the OBJ, that was his first game, right? The very first meeting these two teams had. I honestly think OBJ can be a huge deal on this game because Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, right, they run in the middle of the field, in between the numbers. The Pro... Uh, San Fran has terrible outside corners, and one on one, Odell. I don't think they throw it to him enough. To they, they're not going to go fifteen targets. Odell, you go win this game. But seven targets, there's no reason he can't catch like a huge, you know, field flopping, you know, goal get the ball to the goal line kind of play. They tried to throw it to him in the in the, in the very first drive. I don't know if you remember. Got picked off, and then Odell ran over and y- yelled at Stafford. <laughs>
3: Okay, guys, you haven't said it. I'm just going to say it. I, the 49ers pass rush has been killing it. I think they make Stafford make a mistake. There's a sack, a fumble. Pick. I don't okay, care.
1: Okay. I know probably
3: shouldn't say it, but you guys were both thinking it. We were, but we've said it the last two weeks, and he's decided to do it. This is <laughs> what I'm
0: doing with my pick now. <laughs>
2: You're trying Thanks, to Ken. be like, hey. <laughs> hey, we're just trying to speak it not. To exist. we're doing the opposite we're trying to silence it into existence.
0: exactly we weren't going to talk about stafford because then he was going to have a bad game i'm done rams winning by 40 maybe 50 now
2: <laughs> superstition
0: i said i i said i have the 49ers my money's on the 49ers but i just have to go and, and cry now as stafford doesn't make any mistakes all right so that covers our, our picks for this week i just want to remind everyone that uh Connor's Super Bowl was Green Bay versus Buffalo. His, uh, his sleeper pick was Cincinnati, so that's alive. Ken had Green Bay versus Kansas City and Kansas City winning, so that's alive. I'm the only person with both teams out there still. San Fran, Casey, and the winner is San Fran, so I'm still regretting that pick. We'll see. We'll see, though, because, you know, at plus 20,000 odds or whatever it was, it's still money. Uh, all right, so looks like getting pretty late already do you guys want to talk about what Chiefs versus bills could mean for the rest of the league or you just want to move on with your life i don't know you guys no, have other things to do oh, let's overreact let's let's overreact real quick all right so i of course watched the PFF podcast uh one, one, one of the people with models that i actually trust because i know how they create their model um but they said this means – do you know that Liberty quarterback you mentioned early in the year, Connor? Uh, I can't remember his Malik name. Willis.
2: It's Malik Willis.
0: Malik Willis. They said that game could make him a top 5-8 pick. They didn't say it, but it was implied. <laughs> they said he could jump Kenny Pickett now just because you need a freak athlete, and he shows similar signs to what Mahomes and oh. Allen did in college, a.k.a. when I do something, it is really cool. The 80% of the time, though, where I just have to check down, I suck. So I won't do that. (laughs)
1: It's
0: like, why do that when I can, you know, throw a Hail Mary? But that was their argument, that one, it's going to change how people draft the league. I think it could completely change the view of Aaron Rodgers if he begs for a trade. Because I think teams, especially in the AFC, such as the Broncos, obvious one, will be like, we need him. Because we have to get through these elite quarterbacks. And then I think it also – I don't think it changes Tom Brady's opinion because I think if he comes back, he lives in Tampa Bay, and you don't have to go through those guys. So just random thoughts I had. Either one of
1: you, you're welcome to take the floor.
3: All right, Connor.
1: (laughs) Go ahead, Ken.
3: So – uh, I think this is all about the world overreaction. Once again, in, in Cleveland Browns' world, I, uh, all of my groups were just blown up with the, well, I'm glad we didn't make the playoffs because we need a new quarterback now. It went from like, oh, no, we got to trust Baker to that's it. We need somebody. <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of different places are thinking that. Um, I don't want to get into like the head coaching uh, thing, the offensive coordinator from Green Bay going to Denver. but that, that, That's
0: um, for the offseason. season. Okay, good.
3: Um, but I think that we're in the, the world of overreaction. We were uh, a bad interception away from Tannehill being in the conference championship instead of Joe Burrow. Um, but uh, I, where I, what I really think might actually happen is they might actually look at the overtime rules and change them. Because it's true, every single person, as soon as the Bills lost that coin flip, we're like, well, the game's over, and they were right. So there is no perfect... I don't have a perfect answer for you right now. I know that there's a bunch of things going around. All I know is I want to see both teams with the ball. I, that, that's all I got.
0: All right, real quick. I got to bring this up because I thought it was the stupidest suggestion ever. So Nick Wright said, what if in overtime the, uh, the, home, or the away team says one team gets to pick where the ball goes, the other team gets to choose uh what what side of the ball they're on offense or defense so if i'm the chiefs i would say put the ball at the 49 yard line and bills would pick offense or defense now i just think that's super stupid because like if you put the ball anywhere short of like if you have patrick mahomes what you you saw 13 seconds he gained 40 yards and kicked a field goal to win a game it's like all right fine Give me the ball on, like, your 10-yard line. We're still going to score a touchdown. It doesn't matter.
3: The <laughs> only chance. Put it on the one-yard line.
0: Exactly. 80. Like other, Otherwise, I'm, I'm taking the that's, ball. <laughs> I saw that, too, and I think that's stupid. Yeah, sorry. I just had to chime in with that. Connor, you can go ahead with your reactions to last week.
3: I think
1: – I mean, I think it – I don't think it does anything. I
2: think it, everybody knows that the the, the NFL is changing. I don't think in in terms of you're gonna sunset quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and Ben
1: Ro- late Ben Roethlisberger. You're going to pick Malik the Malik Willis's and the Trey Lance's of the world.
2: You're gonna find a Mac Jones. You're gonna find a Joe Burrow. Which by the way, you're gonna find a Joe Burrow. Mac Jones. Jury's still out. I think he still has the opportunity. It can because McDaniel's is leading. and. if even if he doesn't leave i mean i I still think that mac jones may be overrated so let's not overreact there uh we're gonna have some sort of flair at the quarterback with an athlete just it's just what the league is moving to you have i don't think you have to try harder to find the diamond in the rough i haven't seen anything on this malik seen I saw he played one game this year against the sec got crapped on so he threw for a bunch of yards We threw for a bunch of picks too he's an athlete so they say oh trey lance well it's going to change the fact that gms are going to be looking for that guy first rather than a guy like a kenny pickett or that's those two are that right there is the reason why those guys aren't this is considered one of the worst QB drafts in the last like five years because they're not all that mobile. Sam Howell's more mobile, which is the North Carolina quarterback, but got a bunch of question marks too. No slam dunks in this draft. Uh, if you're bottom tier, middle, even if you're a middle to bottom tier, you don't have somebody that can either light it up like a Mahomes or a Herbert or something like that. Or Rogers, if he goes to Denver, uh, somebody that can light it up like that, then you're going to waste your time and you're back to bottom. Guys like Derek Carr, you're going to sunset him. Um, you can only do so much. You will not or very rarely win a Super Bowl or advance very far without them. But I
1: think the league was already there. The league was already going. Um, Justin Fields. Trevor Lawrence has athleticism
2: um plus who, who was the other top trey lance super athletic i don't think any those were your top guys uh so i don't think it really changes a whole lot but i do think i know it would be very stupid for Aaron rogers to go to Denver.
3: carry down
0: i completely agree i don't know if we want to talk about that we can do that another time talk about where people are actually going to end up but
3: the only thing I didn't like about what you said, Connor, is you just compared other quarterbacks to Joe Burrow, and he is a one of a kind player. I'm sorry, I, I
0: know you're getting a button.
3: He wasn't being sarcastic, just like him coming out like I, I i i don't like comparing him to like other like pocket passers so he I, is
1: level
2: or in a way more cerebral than any he
1: um,
2: he's got more. He's got more Tom Brady than him. I I hate hearing all these Mac Jones comparisons of Tom Brady just because he played for the Patriots. So stupid.
0: And he's unathletic and white.
2: He's more athletic than Tom Brady was, but he's just a serene. And to your point, watch either of the playoff games that he had at LSU. He had two games where he had like 400 yards and 500 yards against Top A and top A1. Basically, defenses in college at that time and he was able i remember this one throw he got out you probably remember it too play or blitz play he got out of it scrambled to his right and launched like a 60 yard bomb or jefferson that was where it was okay
1: he is mobile enough and elusive enough to be um big ben
2: ish and Big Ben was in his prime. He'll get you seven to eight
1: yards. Make a decision. Make it quickly. Get out of trouble.
0: Yeah. The only thing I put against Joe Burrow in college was that he is throwing wow. to two top five NFL wide receivers at the time. Like, <laughs> Could you imagine? Like, I, I know it sounds bad, but could you imagine grading a quarterback and saying, all right, Given that we know Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson are unstoppable in the, at the NFL level, like why could we grade this guy on a fair curve when we see people like Dwayne Haskins throw in you know, perfect dimes to people that can't be covered? So I think Joe is Joe an anomaly, and you have to give him the credit because he was absolutely phenomenal in college, turned out to be phenomenal in the, uh, uh, in the NFL. But
1: oh, back, like back, back
0: to our point of where the NFL is moving, if you... Like like you said, when we have Pickett and Liberty Guy. Man, I feel so bad for forgetting his name. Malik. Holy cow. No, what's his last name? <laughs> Willis. Okay, Willis. All right. I, my bad. I knew Malik. But when you have Willis... Hey, Malik. I, I I feel bad. I don't know why. Anyways, when you have Willis and you have Pickett, it's got to be you lean to the more athletic in hope... Not even in hopes, but like... They have an alternative route to success that Pickett won't have, where it's he can move and throw compared to he can just sit in the pocket and be excellent. A.K.A. it's harder to find Drew Brees, Tom Brady, than it is to find Patrick Mahomes. Ooh, man, that was a bad statement. I I withdraw that immediately. (laughs) Justin
3: Fields. You're talking about Justin Fields.
0: So it's easier to find a Lamar Jackson. No, well... The problem is the players right now are so unique, right? They have such unique skill sets. The whole point is it's easier to find someone that can move and throw than it is to find someone who is 99th percentile smart, sits in the pocket and throws. Because they have one avenue to success. If it doesn't work, they're screwed. Like Baker Mayfield.
3: (laughs) So, So Real quick, if these two players are on your team, who do you start and give a chance to, Jalen Hurts or Gardner Minshew?
1: <laughs> alright Jalen Hurts Jalen Hurts even though have a little bit of mobility Jalen Hurts I,
0: I think it depends on my offensive line but no even the Eagles have the best offensive line in the world and they just say rather than use it to pass protect we run I think I have to go Jalen Hurts but if I have Gardner Minshew and Baker Mayfield, I'd choose Gardner Minchu.
2: <laughs> hey, I'm pretty sure he was like number two on the list behind
1: Jimmy.
0: Uh, by the way, can we also, uh, while we're talking about buttons before we end, can we give another button to Kyle Shanahan? We've pumped him up all year. We said he's he's a boy genius. And I've especially picked him throughout the playoffs. I know I did it at the beginning as like uh just to be different. But the fact that all he needed was a Jimmy G-level quarterback, and he makes a Super Bowl. Well, NFC Championship. So
1: in
2: each of
0: Jimmy G's two healthy seasons, he's made it to the NFC Championship. And then the other random fact that's cool is uh, Chiefs are the very first team ever to host four straight AFC Championships. Patriots didn't do it. They didn't host it. They were at 10 straight, but they didn't host four.
3: Hmm. Yeah. One is better than the other, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, they'll get to their nine or 10. <laughs> all right. So, just a reminder we're all riding with San Fran. Ken's the outlaw, picking Casey while Ke- uh, Connor and I have our Joe, Burton, Joe Burrow buttons on. Uh, thank you for listening. Please like, comment, subscribe. Give us your questions. We are happy to dig into them, just like we did with Nate's question on Derrick Henry. Adios, amigos.
1: Hey, fellas.